right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean King. What's up, everybody? Sean, what do you think about the Disney Marvel movies? About the Disney Marvel movies. I think Which is the MC movie, pretty... MCU movies. Right. I think they're pretty spectacular. Pretty solid, right? They're pretty solid. Now, what do you think about the Fox Marvel I'm not saying movies? they don't. Um, I would say that they, they vary. They have some really good ones, and they have some really not so good yeah, ones. Yeah, some of them are pretty shit. Some of them are not as much shit, right? Right. right. Okay. I mean, we got, like, we got some standouts. We got Deadpool. We got X-Men First Class. We got Logan, right? So, very, exactly. very up and down kind of kind of track record more like like a like a roller coaster right they got one one big one one big high point and the rest are kind of like low points and then you get the little hill right you get a little bit and then you go back down now (laughs) so there so fox has decided to potentially sell off their movie rights right so they they said they want to focus more on their news, which could be argued to not be news, but whatever, that's a different conversation. And their sports, right? So the idea is they're going to sell off their movie and their TV rights so that they can just focus on news and sports. Now, of course, Disney obviously came forward wanting to buy the Marvel properties back, right? So the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, all the ones we know and love. What do you think of this? I have kind of mixed feelings on it. I thought I thought they were going to fully on buy Fox. I thought they were going to get. They're not going to get everything. No, because I thought like Disney would get. No, like, I don't think they're going to do that. Simpsons and like Family Guy and all that stuff too. No, so I read. Uh, we probably read the same article, and one article did make it sound that way, as if Disney was just going to buy Fox out completely. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just their movie and film right or their movie and tv rights i think that's fox is basically selling like their movie studio but they're still gonna focus because you know there's different branches of fox right right like 20th century fox and then you got like fox news and fox sports and they want to focus more on those things not the movie studio aspect of it so the idea is they're gonna sell off those that part portion and then keep like their sports and their news Okay, fair enough. So I don't I don't know if Disney is trying to buy the entire Fox studio, or if it's really just the Marvel properties. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I mean to to give my you know initial thoughts on it. Um, I like the idea and I hate the idea, and it, it depends on the character. So to explain that more, um, I don't like the idea for Deadpool. And, and okay. let me make this point clear. So the my feeling on it is 
to use an example, when Disney got rights to use Spider-Man, like they don't own Spider-Man now, but they can use the Spider-Man right. character, right? The first thing they did was recast Spider-Man. So taking the idea, I feel like Disney might do that with all these other characters. So Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is amazing, right? True. Um, and if they went and just recasted him, I would be super disappointed. And I feel, yeah. I feel that kind of way about you know a lot of the characters. So, I mean, X Men overall. I mean, obviously we're not going to get Hugh Jackman anymore. So if there was ever a time, this is this is a good time. You have to recast Wolverine, anyways. But right. I mean, I like both actor actors that do Charles Xavier. I like both actors that do Magneto. I like the whole thing they got going on with that. Um, and while not all the X Men movies are great, I mean. Last Stand was pretty terrible. Wolverine Origins was pretty terrible. They've had some really good ones as well, as you were saying. Um, now, the flip side is, I mean, the last Fantastic Four movie was god-awful. The worst. Yeah, the worst. Um, I mean, it's it was almost as bad as Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> you and that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and that's what I was thinking, too, right? So... Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is great. Like you said, we're not going to get Hugh Jackman as Logan anymore. Hugh Jackman actually wanted um, Tom Hardy to take over form as Wolverine, or he felt like he would have been a really good choice. And as we know, Tom Hardy is going to be Venom now. So obviously that's not going to happen. But you're right. If like Marvel's initial idea is when they get a new property, immediately they're like, let's reset it. Let's redo it. We need to fit it into the new you know the existing mcu averse or mcu averse the mcu <laughs> right so they they i mean ryan see so my thing is they might keep on ryan reynolds as deadpool just because they would i think they'd be smart enough to realize that taking him out of that role would do more harm than good right but the question then becomes because you know it's Disney, right? None of their properties are over PG thirteen. They're all at the max PG thirteen rating. Fox is doing Deadpool was rated R. Logan was rated R. The new, I believe, the new uh, X Men, uh, New Mutants. That's what it is. I believe the New Mutants movie, the horror film, is going to be rated R. So if they were to get these properties, and we saw that Fox can do really, re really well with rated R properties, right? They, they, Logan was amazing. Deadpool was great. If they, if they take Deadpool, for example, and they try to fit them into the existing MCU, like, are they gonna have to tone them down? Are we gonna lose that R rating? Because I feel like Deadpool without the R rating is basically just what we get in X Men Origins. And while it was tolerable and it was good for that brief period of time, there's no way you could do an entire Deadpool movie. It was it was not good for that brief period of time. The beginning was not not the end. I'm talking about like the very beginning, right. like when he before he became Deadpool, right? So because that's that's what made people like Ryan Reynolds, the idea of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool anyway, when he was just Wade Wilson before he became Deadpool, the Deadpool bunch of quotation marks I'm doing um, <laughs> when he was just Wade Wilson in the beginning and we got that 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 sense of like you know the Merc with the mouth 
Like, I think that's what really excited people about the idea of Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool. So that part was good, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an R-rated scene or anything like that. But I think you couldn't, like I said, I don't think you could do an entire movie like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like we, we definitely can't go backwards with it, too, right? Like, we can't go from an R-rated Deadpool to a PG-13 Deadpool. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, you, uh, revamp the character or not, I just feel like you, you couldn't do it. It would never hold up against the first Deadpool then. No. Now, on the flip uh, the, the flip why can't I speak? Jesus. On the flip side. On the flip-flop. Yeah. <laughs> on the flippy floppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be, I mean, you think it would be interesting to see, like, you know, like Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds interacting with, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, and all of them, like, would you enjoy seeing that? Like, I would love to see a Deadpool Spider-Man movie. I think that'd be great. See, I mean, the the thing about that is the dynamic, I feel, but, like, between the Deadpool movie and the MCU movies is completely different, so I feel like it's hard to imagine seeing Spider-Man hanging out with Deadpool. Um, But I feel like it is doable within the X-Men universe, right? Like, I could have easily seen Wolverine hanging out with Deadpool, or I mean any I could see Cyclops doing it or I mean any of the characters, but the dynamic's just so different in the MCU that I, I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't flow. Right. I get you. Would you so the way I imagined it was if we got Deadpool in the MCU, because the idea is we would they would either have to tone him back or they'd have to do something so that he doesn't seem lame now. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. My thinking was, if, if they put him in, like, an Avengers movie, right, they could do the whole, like, they, they, they could just censor him in, a, in like, a, like, a break in the third wall kind of way. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? No? Yes. No, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. So, like, obviously, Deadpool breaks the third wall, right? That's a part of his character. Isn't it he, the fourth wall? You're right. Fuck. You're right. It is the fourth wall. Yeah. Cause it, what? Anyway, uh, <laughs> the fourth wall. Yes, son of a bitch. Um, and I should know that too. <laughs> so he breaks the fourth wall, and I lost my train of thought because now I just feel stupid. Are you saying that you? If we saw him in an Avengers movie, we wouldn't see the parts of him breaking the fourth wall? No, I think it would be cool to see those parts, but they do it in a way where they use him breaking the fourth wall as a way to censor him, right? So if he goes to, like, curse or make, like, a dick joke, like, we can we see him getting bleeped out or, you know, or they put, like, a bubble over his mouth or something like that, and he, and he kind of realizes, like, what the, f- like... Why are they censoring me? And he's like, oh, it's a PG-13 movie. That's why I can't make any dick jokes anymore because it's freaking Disney. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be kind of... Yeah. No, I think that could that, be fun. That would be really funny. That would be very entertaining. I could yeah. see that. Nah, I don't think it would work for an entire movie. But maybe like a scene or two that he's in, I think it could work. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's the third wall. What's wrong with you, man? So how would you feel about the X-Men moving over and if they did a whole recast of everybody? I'll be honest with you. I don't really care about the X-Men anymore. Like, I think after... 
probably after the last one, after Age of Apocalypse, I just, I just stopped caring. Like I, I, I love First Class. First Class is probably my favorite X Men movie. Days of Future Past was cool. The first time I saw it, I liked it a lot. The second time I saw it, I was kind of like, eh, there's it, quite a few flaws in here. But Age of Apocalypse was just like, ugh, what is this? What's, <laughs> ugh. And then, again, the fact that, like, Hugh Jackman's no longer going to be there is kind of like, I just, they recast these characters so much, and they keep introducing more, and it's just like, I just kind of don't give a shit they keep trying to do so much with the x-men and they just keep failing at it like even with like the tv show like the gifted which i watched the first episode of it seemed promising but i'm not sure again it just seems kind of like generic like here's some mutants here's some undescribed powers just they're on the run like the same old stuff you know what I mean? And then I they, they're trying to take a different direction with like this new mutants movie that's going to be like a horror film. But watching the trailer of that, I'm just kind of like, eh, I, I don't care for it. Like, I'm just like, I feel like they're doing it just for the sake of they want to try to do something different with the X-Men. But that shouldn't be the goal. Like, they're like, oh, well, this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. Hey. You know what did work? An R-rated Deadpool. An R-rated, super dramatic Logan movie. Let's just keep messing with the different genres and see which ones stick and which ones don't. Like, So I just, I don't know. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about it, too, the way the universe is right now, they could potentially end it, right? Because every like series, I guess I would call it, got their trilogy. You know what I mean? Like the first original X Men went to X Men yeah. three. First class had their three movies. Uh Wolverine had his three movies. So I mean, there is plans, I believe, for Dark Phoenix, the next one, which would kinda ruin it still being a trilogy. But I mean they yep. could potentially end it right here and it, it would be fine. And see that's the thing, like yeah, it, it would have been fine. And that's the thing. Like, they're going to... It's like... Again, it seems like they're going to try to use this Dark Phoenix movie again as a, a way to reset the X-Men again. And it's just like... Dude, the X-Men, they're so inconsistent. Like, one will be great, and then we'll have, like, two that are shit. And then we'll have a great one, and then we'll have shit ones. And it's just like... I, yeah, I just... I don't care anymore, dude. Like, if anything... Out of all the characters, I would be the most interested in seeing Mar- the Disney Marvel get their hands on the Fantastic Four. That's what I would be most excited for. Like, I, I don't really care about the X-Men. Like, I guess the X-Men would be cool if they, like, eventually led it to, like, an X-Men versus Avengers type of thing. And then you see, like, a mixture of the teams. But that would take a lot, right? Like, that would take a lot of buildup. So it, it would be more so the Fantastic Four that I'd be more excited about than anything else. Because I want to see the Fantastic Four done Yeah, no, well. I agree. I think it would be cool to see some X-Men characters lead into the Avengers. Um, God, it would have been really cool to see Hugh Jackman Wolverine in there, but it's not going to happen. Um, it would have been. But yeah, I mean... If they get control of the X-Men, I can see them totally revamping it 
And the only thing I think that would bother me is the the fact that um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver have already been in the universe and they cannot be mutants. It's kind of a bummer. They get that's the rights true. to them and they can't like rewrite them. Yeah, that's true. I guess we'll see how things go. Disney has the power to take over the world eventually, so you know we're all just we're all just waiting to be enslaved by them. Good old good old Walt is gonna come out of his cryogenic sleep and take over so you know it's a little conspiracy theory of you but all right (laughs) (laughs) well i mean he's frozen he's frozen under disney world disneyland whichever one's in florida i think it's disney world yeah i don't know i always get confused uh all right so on to our main topic of the pod which is our thor ragnarok review so should i Felt like I had right. some music. Does Thor a, have a theme what's song? What's the Thor theme? I was just about to say that he did at one point, but I I have no idea what it is. No idea. Yeah, I can't I can't place that at all. I feel nope, like it's me probably either. something screaming like I am Thor or something like that. I shall have words with thee. Some something along those lines. That's good yeah. old Thor for you. <laughs> I love when he says that. By the way, like in the comic books, I love that line. I don't know what it is, but it just. It excites me every time because it always leads to something like something big. And it, I'm just always like, yes, what's next? Flip the page. Mm, what is it? <laughs> so I'm always excited for that line. It's a great line. Speaking of lines, this is a terrible segue. But all right. So let's get into this movie, shall we? Let's start. So we're just going to skip s- skip a summary. We're going to skip a spoiler free right. thing. If, you, if you're here for the for the review... We're going to assume you saw the movie or else get out of here. Get out of here, ghosts. Go away. It's from the movie (laughs) in case you didn't realize that. Um, Cool. So we're going to jump right into spoiler talk and starting with the opening scene, right? So so Taika Waititi was the director for this one, right? And traditionally, he is a comedy director i haven't seen any any of his other movies but i've heard they're really good and they're really funny like i said i haven't seen any but i kind of knew that when this was announced and i heard about his other projects i kind of knew that thor was really going to take a real comedic route and i remember like reading some of the articles and stuff and take a was talking about how he feels as though chris hemsworth comedic timing is great and he's been underused for comedy and the previous marvel movies so they really kind of wanted to go a different route with this one and i think this opening scene makes that very apparent that this is gonna be full of comedy don't you think so the scene where he's like he's sitting in the cage and he's like talking and it turns out to be a skeleton he's talking to and then he drops on the chains and he's like talking to certain he's like wait Hold on, I'm coming. Back. I'm coming back around. Sorry, I feel like I feel like we were really <laughs> connecting there. So, I mean, I thought the opening scene was great. It was really, it was funny. Um, and we're gonna talk more about. I want to talk more about like the comedy and stuff a little bit later. But like I said, I think from that opening scene, we kind of knew like this Thor movie was gonna be different from the previous ones. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree completely. And I actually saw a couple of interviews online with Chris Hemsworth. Um, talking about how like he was getting kind of bored with his character. It felt like it was a lot of the same and he wanted this movie to be different. And then how he talked to the director about, you know, having more like comedy yeah. in it. 
and I, I mean, I say overall they, they accomplished that. I mean, like he had some pretty funny For sure. scenes. And apparently a lot of this was just like, um, was improvised, right? Like they didn't really stick to the script much at all. They just kind of, they just kind of did whatever felt right at the time. So we had the, we had the opening scene. Great action scene in the beginning. Did you like the action scene in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was. It was I was really a big good. fan of yeah. that. Yeah, the I, I think we saw him do more hammering than he's ever done before. I, like we haven't really seen him use his hammer in that way. I mean, he's he's hammered some things in the past, but not like I feel like in this opening scene, like he really really got down with the hammer, which kind of I think obviously they did it on purpose to kind of get you to see like this store is like at the point now where he's like because in the first door is when we see him get the hammer then lose the hammer immediately right and then he gets it back obviously and all that stuff and then in the second thor there's a lot of throwing it and losing it so i think in this one they they kind of that opening scene was kind of really to show like he's really attached to this hammer and like it's really a part of they made it really a part of his fighting style i mean they always kind of have but it was more apparent in this scene than I feel like it's been in the previous movies more heavily used so I, but I still I still liked it a lot that dragon looked pretty fucking good too yeah like I remember seeing the scene where he's like flying away from the dragon and the dragon's behind him and it like comes out and it's like just I was like shit like it went crazy did you, for the special uh, effects did you see in it in one. 3D no uh, I see 3D. I saw it in 3D I didn't, did you? I didn't really, How I didn't was really it? have a choice of the matter. It was good in 3D, oh. though. Was it? Yeah, I just... I can't do the 3D thing, man. I always get, like, a weird headache from watching 3D. Because I, I like, put the 3D glasses over my actual glasses, and it's just... I don't know. It's just a pain. Yeah. Like, whatever. So... <laughs> but no, the the that dragon looked pretty, pretty fucking good. Like I the, gotta say, I loved it when he put the hammer in his mouth. Oh yeah, that, that was, was great. An awesome sin. I was like, oh. it kind of made me sit there. Like, why doesn't he do that? They're like all the time, right? Comes along. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too because it was just like a you see him do it and you're kind of like, oh, duh, that, so simple. <laughs> yeah, it's such a simple solution. Just put it, in, drop it in his mouth, and he can't move. Duh. But you're <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay, that that completely made sense. Cool. Um. So he does this, and while he's talking to Surter, Surter, he tells him that um, Lo- that Odin is not in Asgard anymore. That he's about to take over. He's gonna get as big as a mountain, and he's gonna take over because Odin's no longer in Asgard. And you kind of see Thor like, wait, what? What do you mean he's not there? And then he comes back to Asgard, which we know he hasn't been there in a while. Comes back to Asgard, and. Loki's there and they kind of just blew over that like what like they set it up in the last movie to make it seem like a really big deal that Thor that Loki was posing as Odin and then in this movie they just kind of glossed over it like did you what did you think yeah I, I feel like they could have done more there um I mean the the scene was pretty great I mean he comes back to watching like you know a uh a theater performance of his death like that's pretty damn funny while while he's getting fed grapes pretending to be Odin like I mean it was a pretty good scene but like they could have made it a little bit more 
there could have been more there. There could have been, you know, more drama there and, and everything where they just kind of made it a good joke of it. Like Thor came back and he knew and then he's like, you know, this hammer could smash your head or you can yeah. reveal yourself. <laughs> like One or the other. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they could have definitely done more. Um, what if what if it wasn't Loki, though? Like, what if that was actually Odin? See, Odin's so powerful. Like, I think I have Yeah, I guess he could have just caught really the hammer, right? Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's he worthy to it. use it, so I guess he could have just caught it. Yeah. I guess Loki was the only one that couldn't happen to. But, yeah, so they just kind of blew over his death, which, I mean, at first I was kind of like, well, that's that's kind of messed up. Like, like again, they made it, they kind of, like, really seem to set it up for something big in, in this movie, and then they just kind of, like, glossed over it. But I think, again, it was just because uh, they wanted to go a different direction with this movie, and they just kind of wanted to separate it from the previous Thor movie. So, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible or anything like that. I, I was fine with it. Um, but then, so skipping ahead a little bit. So we do find out that Odin's on earth, right? And for some reason he's standing on a cliffside, which I was kind of like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? It was a beautiful place. It was actually gorgeous. That, that scene was great. Um, but yeah, so he's standing on the cliffside and then he's just like, he kind of like just drops this bomb on them and then just turns into dust. What was that about? I was actually gonna ask you, as the the Marvel expert, to explain what the fuck was that. I have no idea. <laughs> like, Dude, I don't I, think I understand why he died or if he really is dead. Like I didn't really get that whole thing. I, I don't know. Like from so from what I, uh, I really, I really don't because I can't think of, I can't. And look, I've, I haven't read every comic book ever, obviously. But from what I from what I've read and from what I know, I can't think of any Asgardian that has ever just died without being killed. Like normally, when they die, they're killed by another warrior or another Asgardian or another you know something. They never just kind of die. They just kind of like he goes into the Odin sleep. He just kind of rests for a while. And he recovers his strength and then he wakes back up. So maybe what happened was that since he was on Earth, he didn't have the little chamber to do his Odin sleep in. Like all of his, he just grew so weak to the point where he was just like, I just, he can't, he couldn't maintain his form anymore. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, that'd be weird too, that Thor and Loki get there right in time for to see him no longer have enough power to be alive. Do you know? know, do you know how, and if you don't, it's fine, but do you know how he dies in the comics? Who Because I know at certain point, yeah, I know at certain points he's dead, but I don't know how it happens. I'm pretty sure he's killed. By? Um, so the latest, the latest Thor book that I read, he, he was killed by, um, what's the guy's name? I want to say it's Gore. Gore the God Butcher. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember his actual name, but he goes by the God Butcher. And this dude okay. just like goes around. He has a vendetta with like every god ever. So he just kind of like goes around killing as many of it as many of them as he can. He obtains this power that allows him to kill gods basically. So he just goes around killing a bunch of gods and I'm pretty sure that's how that Odin died. But other than that, I can't think of any past incarnations of how he died. 
but it's okay. usually it's usually Ragnarok. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's usually Ragnarok, but how he dies. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe since he had but been away from the, Asgard for so long, the comic book we reviewed in our last episode or two episodes ago, whatever it was, where we did the Ragnarok review, he's already dead in that comic book. But I haven't read any of the other issues to know how he is dead. Yeah. I'm not sure, man. I think we're losing our credibility as comic book experts. <laughs> it's all right, though. We talk about it all the time. Eventually, somebody's going to catch on that we don't know anything about anything. We just kind of <laughs> make it up. It's all right. Someone's going to call us on our shit one day. This might be this might be the episode <laughs> they do it. That's That's why we got that email set up. True. Call us on our shit if you like. We'll defend it to the death. But anyways, so um, he he disappeared. Do you think smoke. Do you think that his death was supposed to have some kind of impact though? Like, you think that's the, what they were going for? Like, did it have an impact for you, or were you just kind of like? Uh, it didn't, okay. and I I think the reason that it didn't is because he just turned into gold colored smoke and was gone, and there wasn't like some dramatic like scene beforehand there wasn't some like it even seemed like it, it like it did seem like it hit thor a little bit emotionally but like you didn't really get to see if you just kind of saw like a moment of anger and then he was about to fight yeah. again like you didn't get to see him like spend time and like mourn the death of his father so it didn't really have a big impact yeah. did you feel the same way or did you feel different True. i mean if, yeah pretty much and i mean if, if i'm honest like even his speech wasn't all that inspiring you know what i mean like it, it was just kind of like okay sh- sure he like drops that bomb shell and then just kind of like well good luck see you in the afterlife <laughs> experience the guys uh, you guys are fucked and my, i'm not gonna be here my for boys it. <laughs> i will see you guys right so i was just kind of like okay and this is all stuff i'm just like thinking like during the movie i just you know i kind of moved on with the story but when I'm as I'm recounting it, I'm just kind of like, huh. And I think that was another thing. Do you feel like the beginning was just kind of rushed? Did it feel rushed to you? No, I didn't. I didn't get a rush feeling about it. Um, it seemed a little rushed to me. Uh, like everything up until Thor got to Sakar, I felt kind of like. Man, that really, and I understood it, right? Because they 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 needed to set up so much, so I was just kind of like, I get it, and I think they did it in the in a in the most graceful way possible. But there were a couple moments where I'm like, man, they just they're they're like really flying through this, like they just. But yeah, you know. I mean, when you think about it, a lot did happen. So. I mean, he he met Doctor Strange and had like you know that whole thing going on all there in the beginning all like what within the first like 15 minutes of the movie i know that's what i'm saying speaking of which dr strange that honestly was probably my favorite (laughs) scene of the movie like his that cameo was great first of all i love that he's just he's like fully just kind of embodied his powers you know what i mean like he's just fully accepted it he's like look i'm i'm the sorcerer supreme now i gotta watch over the earth this is my job he's got the yellow gloves now which is great (laughs) like he's just he's he's weird now and that's how he's supposed to be he's supposed to be weird you know and he like he like takes loki 
And I'm like, oh, I'm like, yes, Doctor Strange. And dude, it, it was just great. Now he's like teleporting and like he keeps like jumping from place to place while Thor is like talking to him. And Thor's like, would you <laughs> stop it? Like, I was just like, this is great. His scene was great. And it wasn't like it was humorous and it was funny, but it wasn't like it wasn't like quippy funny like they kind of did in his movie you know like they kind of had he kind of had like that 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 tony stark kind of vibe like that iron man one like quippiness to him but like i feel like in this it was funny without him trying to be funny like it was just it was just solid like he's just being weird and it just what was funny about it was the reaction of everybody around him but he wasn't trying to be funny and i thought yeah that was yeah no i agree and then when he lets Loki go and Loki like hits the ground, he's like, I've been falling <laughs> for 30 minutes. And it's just like, where's he been falling? Where did he send him? Is he just falling through empty nothing? That might, like, that might have been oh, the scene just, that made me laugh the most when he like landed and he's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. Yeah. I lost it. And I was like, I was like, that's great. And I love that they, you know, and they made him. And I immediately I thought that too. like I thought the same thing Loki said when when he came out and immediately I thought to myself like man is Doctor Strange a match for like they're both you know they're both like magicians not magicians but sorcerers and I'm like is Doctor Strange a match for Loki and I, and immediately Loki was like you third rate <laughs> like you're not a match for me he like whips out his knives and it's like but he is kind of, you know what I mean? And I like that they did that. I like that we see a sorcerer that can kind of take Loki I think Loki that's, a, that's like, a good setup for our, uh, our next Versus episode. That's, that's not the way ah, we have to debate. you're right. That could be a good one. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, Dr. Strange scene, loved it. So we get to Hela, right? And we find out that... So first of all, we find out that Hela is Thor's oldest sister... Or, older sister you think you think odin has more kids or you think helen thor is it i kind of because i feel like he could have more kids out there yeah i mean he could i kind of feel like this at least in the um mcu universe we're gonna see i think this is gonna be a i'll be surprised if we're gonna see more siblings um and i gotta say i mean so that's that's obviously one difference from the comic book um, which I was like a hundred percent okay with. I was like, that's a perfectly fine way of writing oh, yeah. her in. And the whole, um, you know, like Thor not even really knowing his father and like the things that he did before. Um, I was fine with that too. I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a shocking kind of feature that they have in there. And I even like seeing like the old pictures with Thor and, and Hela, you know, standing next to each other. And I thought the most surprising one that, you know, had the most impact for me was the the one where like she's holding Thor's hammer. I was like, oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, she's holding me on here. Yeah, I was like, oh well, that's why. Because to her, it was just like it was right. a toy. You know, she crushed that thing, like Loki said, like she crushed that like glass, like like it was nothing to her. And it's like, how does she have that kind of power? But now, now we know. Yeah, you know, just just because you brought so, that up, yeah, I want to say this real quick. Um. And this is this is slightly off topic, right? But I gotta say, some things that I think I was disappointed about within the movie was the fact that I already knew Thor's hammer was gonna be broken, and the fact that um, I knew when Hulk was coming. Like I know we haven't talked about Hulk, but like the scene right before you you know first see him, like you knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. And I gotta say, so I was I was no, sitting I in agree. the theater and I was watching this, and. 
I'm thinking to myself like how crazy these scenes would have been if I didn't know it was gonna happen. And I had I the was exact same there, thought. And I'm looking next to me at Denise, my girlfriend for the listeners. Um and Denise had seen zero previews for this movie. And I gotta say, like part of me was almost a little bit jealous of seeing like how crazy these things were happening in her eyes. Like I turned and looked at her reaction yeah. and like part of me was like, Man, I wish I had that same like thing. Like I wish I didn't know that these crazy things were gonna happen. And the biggest one being is that's like, true. If you didn't know Thor's I, hammer was gonna be broken, and you saw that happen, you would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, holy shit! Like, what? Yeah, no, you, I, dude, I hundred percent agree. I literally thought the same things on those same two scenes. Like, I thought, man, this would have been like if I didn't know Thor's hammer was gonna get destroyed. Like, I would be on the edge of my seat right now. I'd be like, "Holy shit!" But I knew exactly what was gonna happen. And the same thing with the Hulk, like. If I didn't know he was gonna be in this movie, like I, it'll blow my my mind. Like I'm like God, like you know, I guarantee you would be leaving the theater just being thinking like, about it. Like this movie was off the fucking hook, like amazing. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're right. I probably would have enjoyed the movie even more if I didn't know those things. You're absolutely right. It it, it would have definitely took it to another level because I'd have been like, shit, because. I remember thinking that with like, because I think it wasn't until like phase two when, when Marvel decided that they need to release a clip for like every scene of their movies. You know what I mean? Because I remember seeing the first Avengers and there was so much stuff in that movie that I don't remember seeing in the trailers. And it was so great to see it for the first time. And if they still kept that mentality, and I get it, like they do it, it's a marketing strategy. They do it to get people in the theater, right? Because Thor is, hasn't been the most interesting character. He hasn't done the best box office wise for his solo movies. So I get why they show the Hulk. Because for a lot of people, I know the Hulk is their favorite. It's And it seems even more so for non-comic book fans, they love the Hulk even more. Because it's just like he's just a big you know green monster that just destroys everything so i i get why they did it because they wanted to get more people in the theater to see the movie but man like it it would have been great to not to not know that was coming going into the movie but so we yeah we so yeah we find out that hella is thor's sister in the comic books he's loki's thought she's loki's daughter we find out he's she's thor's sister which like you said i was fine with i was like oh okay that's a pretty i was actually wondering how they were gonna explain who she was and i was completely fine with that i was like oh okay sure yeah. why not Odin's just like yeah she, she's my oldest your your bigger sister like okay sure <laughs> all right fine um so yeah so we get hella what did you think of her as a villain do you I like her as a, as a villain? I mean, she's not... I don't think she did, like, this outstanding performance that she's going to go in, like, the Hall of Fame of, like, amazing villains. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she holds her own against all the other Marvel villains that we've seen, right? They're not, you know, unbelievably amazing, but they do a good job, right? I think they made her, you know, crazy powerful, which was cool to see. I mean, she's throwing knives like crazy and just killing Asgardians, Left and right, like it's the easiest. She's thing. definitely been the strongest villain yeah, so far. Definitely. Um, yeah. There didn't seem like there was like incredibly a lot to her, right? I mean, and there's no. 
I mean, we've talked about before when we've talked about villains that there's nothing that a good villain makes you connect to them, makes you kind of see their side. And there's none of that with her. Like, I didn't feel that way. Like, I mean, she wants to, you know, take over all the worlds. And she started out that way and her father locked her away because of it. And that's all there is to her. Yeah, she. You're right. I yeah. Her motivations are pretty, pretty generic in that sense, right? I mean, I I like you said. I like the whole kind of idea of there's this whole secret, uh, dark past of Asgard and Odin and how his his agenda used to be different than what it is now. So I kind of like that they at least added that onto it. Of like, yeah, she wants to take over, but it's more so she wants to do it. Kind of because her father didn't want her to do it. You right. know what I mean? She's like, he's too weak. Like, like Asgard is in this much power because he used to be strong, and then he became weak, and I didn't, and my ambitions outgrew his. And I was kind of like, okay, that's yeah. cool. But no, I mean, I like there's a villain. It Like, I realized that even though... So, the second Thor probably gave us the shittiest Marvel villain of all time, <laughs> right? Or at least one of them because Yellow the Ant-Man villain was pretty pretty shit too. But so he probably I got to say I the, don't think the elf um, the dark elf was Iron pretty Man terrible. Villains are never really that great either. Like all three no, movies are right. that great. You're, that's that's true. I guess they've all been pretty bad. Red Skull was but okay. Thor has brought us I think Red Skull was okay. Right, yeah, Red Skull was good. I think he he's one of the he's one of the best as far as the standalone movies go. And the Winter Soldier was phenomenal, but he's more of an anti hero yeah. than a villain. So Yeah, I don't you know, know if I would that's, that's kinda like a different him. story. Loki is a great villain though. Well that's what I was gonna say. Loki has probably been the best villain so far, and the first Thor is who introduced us to Loki. So the Thor franchise is at least responsible for giving us one of the best MCU villains so far, if not the best, at least the only one that's continuing, you know what I mean? Because all the other villains, we haven't seen them for more than one movie. So he's the only one that's appeared in more than one movie. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I mean, I, I liked Hela as a villain, first female villain. I thought she was cool. I did like that she was strong. They again, they took her as a female. They made her the most powerful Marvel villain, which is to me is neither here nor there. But you know, for the feminists out there, that's that's a good thing, I guess. So, and then we got we got another female. We got Valkyrie. Before we move on, what, what you did you think? Did you think we should have saw um, her in like the underworld? Because I mean, she's the goddess of it, right? She was supposed to watch over and everything. I agree. We didn't see her in it. I would have loved to see, yeah, I would have loved to see a scene of her in the underworld. Kind of like, so you know how they did the, so I guess this is kind of going into both, but so they show the, the like scene of Valkyrie's like history of how like all the other Valkyries got killed by Hela, right? And we kind of see this scene and I can't tell if she's in the underworld then or she's in Asgard. Which is a good point. I mean, I guess that could have been it. if they did, if she is there, they didn't make that clear. You know what I mean? No, I never realized that the Valkyrie is how you say it, right? I never realized yeah. that the Valkyrie were like extinct in present like Thor universe time. Like not until they said it in this movie did I realize that they're, yeah, I guess they're not in any of the other movies. 
Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I guess I had never really thought about it because they just had never right. mentioned them before. You know what I mean? So I guess, but now that they mention it, it is kind of like, oh, well, that's why we've never seen one because they were all murdered. That's, <laughs> that's pretty rough. <laughs> that's a rough thing. Um, but she gets off her ship drunk. Did you did you like that she was a, a drunk? I don't know how I felt about that. Um, I mean, it kind of seemed like it was there for like, you know, some comedy. I don't know if it fully bothered yeah, me because definitely. I mean, obviously she she had her issues, right? I mean, she was part of like you know a team of warriors that all got like destroyed all at once. I mean, and then she had a she left, she ran to survive. I mean, so the fact that she probably has some issues with alcohol is completely realistic. So I mean, in that sense, like it's okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind the drinking. I just. I, th- I, th- I don't know if I like that. That's how they introduced her, as like bumbling and stumbling off of her ship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, again, I think they it, it was in there for like comedy. So yeah, which I mean, definitely. I think we should talk about a little bit more later about some of the things they did with the comedy. But oh, it's on the list, sir. Good. It's on the list. Don't you worry. It's there. But I did like that. You know, Thor kind of he kind of looks up to her in a way. You know, he told he tells her like like oh you're a Valkyrie, and they all kind of have that reaction. Him and Loki both kind of have the reaction like oh you're a Valkyrie, like wow, like you are an elite warrior. Like what are you doing here? Like what what's going on? And Thor's like I used to want to be a Valkyrie until I w- realized they were all <laughs> women. And then now there's just nothing wrong anything wrong with that, but you know you're all women. I'm not a woman, so we can't be a Valkyrie. <laughs> so I I. I kind of like that dynamic of he kind of looks up to her a little bit. And I mean, it's very underplayed. Like it's not a, they don't make it a very big deal in the movie at all, but you do kind of see like he kind of looks up to her a little bit. And even in the scene where they're escaping and her ship gets destroyed and then she's like bouncing from ship to ship to destroy other ones. And he's like, Oh, like I should be out there helping her. Like, what am I doing? Like, she's out there fighting, and I'm just sitting here flying this ship. Like, I should be out there, too, hammer or no hammer. Like, I should be helping. And, you know, to see that he kind of looks up to her in that way as a warrior, and then, you know, in the end, on the flip side, like, he he's her king now. And her, the whole point of being a Valkyrie is that you're sworn to protect the king of Asgard. So now, I was like, oh, that, you know, it was a neat little, neat little thing there. Like I said, it's very underplayed in the movie, but... I pick up on those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and now that you said that, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of a parallel there with the Planet Hawk story where Hawk becomes the king and he's got, you know, that elite warrior. And then there's kind of like a love interest there too where I feel like there could definitely be a love interest between this Valkyrie. What's her name? Yeah. Her real name? Yeah, I don't know. No idea. Like the actress or like the character? Oh, they just call her Valkyrie. Yeah, so I, mean, I feel like there could definitely be a love interest between Valkyrie, I guess, is what we'll call her, and Thor. And I feel like yeah. there's a little bit of a For parallel sure. there. But yeah. Speaking of Planet Hulk and the big green bring, bring green cuddle bug, <laughs> that, that lovable bastard, what did you think of the Hulk? So we see the Hulk, and he's like two. That's the whole idea, right? He's been the Hulk for two years, so he kind of has the intelligence and the mindset 
of a giant two-year-old. Yeah, um, and I have mixed feelings on it. It definitely played for some humorous scenes. For um, sure. It was definitely nice to see a more talkative Hulk. Because you don't see that in the other movies. Um, All right. It might have been a little bit overdone, to be honest. I mean, it was funny, but it was a little... You know what? Honestly, I... I was actually expect, expecting more. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was actually. I was expecting a little bit more. I expected them to go further with it, and they didn't. There were a couple of scenes where I was just kind of like, eh. Now, so I saw the movie twice, right? So I saw it once, and I saw it a second time. This, I will say that the second time, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time. Because the first time I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. And I had a, the second time I kind of hit, since I knew what was coming, I kind of had more time to just kind of like enjoy the moments and the beats of the movie. And I think I liked the Hulk better the second time around. But when when you look at the Hulk from the Planet Hulk story, like the comic book, that Hulk is like a full-blown, like, adult wise warrior you know what i mean like he's he like this hawk is two years old that hawk is like an experienced senior warrior like he has the mindset of like like i'm gonna do what i need to do to survive kind of kind of mindset while this hawk is like it's, it's playtime you know yeah. what i mean that's an interesting point so yeah so in that sense I can get why they went this route, like you said, for the for the comedic aspect of it. And it was cool to see, but I think I would have liked it better to see him as that seasoned adult warrior than just a two-year-old kind of having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been saying that a lot. <laughs> Maybe I should actively try to stop saying yeah, that. Yeah, and what can make that a little bit disappointing, too, is if you think about it, all right, so if he's like a two-year-old right now, um, then by the time we see him in Infinity Wars, how much time's gonna pass? Like for Lucky, because it seems like it's beginning to start. Well, we're gonna have a three, maybe you know, between a three and a five-year-old Hulk. So we're not gonna get like a yeah. matured warrior-type Hulk. We're always gonna get kind of like a kid version. And I don't, I don't think I'm sure. too excited for that. I mean, I was gonna have some funny scenes, but yeah. I'd rather have a very intelligent Hulk. I agree. I agree. I wrote down Bruce Banner here, question mark, but I don't think there's really much to say about him. I like the transformation back because I was wondering how are they going to get him to transform back? Like, I don't think Thor is just going to ask the Hulk, like, turn, I need you to turn back into Bruce Banner. So I, I like the whole Quinjet scene with the, the, with the throwback to the, to the Black Widow calm. And I was like, oh, that's, that was good. I like the way they did that and how it, it snapped Bruce out of it. Like, oh, you know what I mean? And then you saw like that internal struggle of he's like punching himself like Banner, stop. Like, no, like I'm this is me. So I, I like that. That was good. Yeah, I agree. Um I think <laughs> I think that's all I have to say. I think it was funny to see that he had to put on like, you know, Tony's clothes. I mean there's some funny scenes of there with that. Yeah, that was a good moment. That was a good moment. <laughs> it's like his pants yeah. are so tight. <laughs> <laughs> um I think what I thought that was, was crazy is the fact that 
he wasn't aware of anything that was going on. Like he went and he snapped back and then he was like right there in Avengers too. Like, Oh my God, did we save the world? Like what happened with Ultron? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, yeah. and it's crazy to me that, cause I feel like in a lot of like, you know, comic books with the Hulk and a lot of like different storylines, like Banner is aware to a certain point of what's going on. And then with this, I mean, two years went by and he had no idea. Um, right, that yeah. is pretty crazy. And then I noticed. Yeah, he mentions it. It's locked yeah. in the trunk. Yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah, there's not much to say on Banner. I was, I feel like no. we could have saw Thor ask for Banner. Um, I, I think I disagree with you there because, uh, I mean, as he says, I mean, he's got seven PhDs. Like, there could have been a moment where like Thor needed like a scientific genius. And he could have asked for him. But, I mean, the way they did it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I like it. I think they did it in the best way they possibly could. Other references to the to the Planet Hulk movie. We get Korg. I, uh, I'll, I'll say this. So, the like I said, I saw it twice. The first time I saw it, I didn't really like Korg. I, I knew that Taika Waititi, the director, was, was voicing him. And I had seen that they had posted a clip about it, but I didn't watch the clip. I just wanted to wait. And I had read that he was going to be more humorous. And I kind of figured it when they said that he was going to be voicing him. I was like, okay, so he's probably going to be a funny character. And I will say that the first time I saw the movie, I didn't like it. I was like, eh, I'm not a fan. I, I just felt like with all the comedy going on, I felt like there needed to be a serious character especially like a serious warrior character and i felt like he could have he could have did that and he just kind of didn't and i was not i was not feeling it at first but the second time around i will say i liked it a bit more i was like i went from like completely not liking it to being like you know what that's that's not bad the moments were funnier the second time around because the first time i was just focused on the fact i'm just like i i don't really like it but the second time around, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it a bit more. So, I really like the scene where like Loki's in the in the cell with Thor, and he's like talking to him, and you know Thor throws the bottle at him and finds out it's a hologram or whatever, and he he just kind of runs up and tries to kick him, and he's like, "Get out of here, ghost!" <laughs> I, was, I thought that was great. And what's crazy is that the first time I saw the movie, I really had to run to the restroom, so I missed that part. And then when I saw it for the first time, the second time I saw the movie, I was like, oh, shit, I missed this part last time. And that was hilarious. And that kind of set me on a better track of, like, Korg as a character. And I was like, okay, you know what? I, I'll accept him for what he is. And he is funny. So, so I don't know. Did you, did you like Korg, the big yeah, rock no, guy? Yeah, I, I think I had feelings you had when you first saw it right like i was a little bit disappointed the fact that he i mean he was really in there just for comedy purposes right i mean we didn't even really see him do any like crazy type of fighting or anything and he could have been this big warrior but i mean he was just in there for punchline after punchline after punchline um and, and that's something so i'm okay with you changing basic things to comic book characters right but i feel like overall they should stay true to who the character is, right? And that's not... Yeah, like the tone yeah, the of the tone character should, should be the same. same. And it, it wasn't at all with him. I mean, 
he's a super serious warrior in the comic and then he's just a comedian pretty much um in the movie so i think overall uh it's probably one of my biggest complaints is what they did with this character also um and i'll admit this is not my original idea again talking to denise my girlfriend about the movie she said something and I, I kind of feel like I completely agree with her is this movie seemed to have a lot of similarities and had the kind of the same kind of a feel to a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and I feel like Korg was very similar to Groot right like he's like this big okay. character and he does a lot of kind of goofy things that make you laugh um I can see that and honestly I like you were saying earlier, like he could have been a very serious character, and I feel like the movie could have really, you know, used that. Another character they had always with him was Meek, right? Who didn't yeah, say a word? I mean, he's super talkative. In and the again, comic they, book, they kind of made it kind of. He's yeah. he's like there to be funny too, right? And he's there almost to make. Yeah, they kind of made yeah. a joke out of him. So I wasn't crazy about that either. He's like, this is my. My friend, he's a bug with knives for hands, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. I was like, so I, at first I was like, oh, look at that. They brought Meek in. Like, he even said his name. Like, this is Meek. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then as soon as he did the knives for hands joke, and I'm like, oh, well, they made him they made him a joke. Yeah. Like, he's not, you know what I mean? I was just like, ah, again with this. So... Yeah, Korg, I, like I said, I like them better the second time around. But I, I do, like I said, the first time I was just kind of like, uh, nah, I didn't didn't really like that. Another character that kind of made a joke of who I felt like definitely should have been a serious character was the Grandmaster. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. I, I completely agree. Yeah. So in the comic books, the Grandmaster is, he's one of the ancient beings of the universe. He's one of the beings that's, like pretty much seen it all right and he he has like this kind of undefined like cosmic power and he's also the collector's brother we see the collector in guardians of the galaxy the collector is his brother they're brothers so they're both like these ancient beings and they kind of same kind of thing they did with the collector so again you know making the parallel to like guardians of the galaxy they just i mean i think the grandmaster was way goofier than the collector the collector was a little goofy in the sense of not trying to be goofy, but that's just like how that character, they wanted that character to be. The grandmaster was goofy and they like, they planned it. Yeah. Way. Like it's just, I, I feel like he, he could have been, he could have been more serious than that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, so I just kind of felt kind of eh about him. All right. But so, yeah, I mean, there's not much, not a ton to say about him. I I thought he was a goofy character. I I could have done would without him. Would you have him. rather? I mean, I, he had a role in the movie, obviously. Would you have rather them do the Grandmaster, or would you rather have um, the Red King play that role? If so, the thing the thing about it. So we we talked about how the movie was going to be based off of the well. That how it's gonna draw some inspiration from the Planet Hulk comic book, right? But in truth, that portion of the movie was actually very short. It wasn't that much. Like the most they did was just kind of took Gladiator Hulk and a couple of the characters from the movie 
and the name of the planet, and that's that's really and about the, it. They kind of did the so, disc things, right? The the control kind of yeah. You're right, but the Hulk wasn't under control. Right. He was just kind of he was just doing it because he enjoyed it. You know what I mean? So I think as far as that goes, when you when they when you take that aspect out of it, I don't think the Red King has a place in the movie. I think it makes it definitely makes more sense for the Grandmaster to be there. If I had my choice. I would want to. I would have liked to see the Red King instead, but again, in a different form of this movie, not in this version of this movie. Okay. Yeah. So. So we get we get a little bit more of kind of like Thor and Loki's relationship, right? Kind of like that their more brotherly bond. Did Did you think their relationship worked? Because I kind of liked it, right? You kind of see them. They're kind of like. And Thor kind of even says it like, "Look, man, like I know how this goes. Like you're like you're my brother, but I just I know you all too well. You're gonna pretend like I can trust you, and then I know I can't, and then you're gonna turn around and you're gonna stab me in the back. It, that's just how it goes. Like it's just round and round we go. But I I, I think I kind of liked their relationship. Like when they went to Earth for the first time to like find Odin, and they're just kind of together and." And then when they're on Sakaar together, and he's like, he's like, I'm in this chair. Why are you not in a chair? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> where's your chair? I I, I kind of like the the brotherly bond. Did did yeah. you? Were you yeah, feeling was, the relationship, or did I you feel like it was kind of forced? I feel like you know, and I feel like in the other movies, you sh- you can see how they're they're still brothers, and like how Thor still loves his brother, and he he remembers all the good times, and he tries not to focus so much on the negative. And I feel like this movie did a good job of like again showing how there's there is a brother bond there, and I think you can even see a little bit in like Loki too. Like Loki does care about Thor. I mean, he cares about himself more, um, but. It's his brother still at the end of the day. You know, adopted or not, right. it's still his brother. Oh. Yeah, they grew up together. They learned together. They suffered together. Like, yeah, they're still brothers. And it, it, I was like, yeah, I, I like I like that. Because, like you said, at the end of the day, no matter what Loki's done, they are still still brothers. So that, that was pretty I cool. I like how he tried to <laughs> bond, too, with, I mean, the fact that he was like, yeah, see, it's not great when Odin lies to you. Right, he kind of like showed that. I mean, that's yeah. what kind of started Loki on his negative track is you know is being lied to about his by his father, um, and then here he is. He's like, yeah, you see, like Thor, like it's not great. Like you could you can kind of understand now. Yeah, there's a few beats of, you could tell Loki's really kind of like. He. He he wants Thor to see how he feels in a lot of different aspects. Even like when he's fighting the Hulk and the Hulk grabs him by his legs and like slings him back and forth. He's like, "Yes, <laughs> now you see how that feels." And I'm like, "Ah, that's, that's I'm like, that's great. That's good." One of my one of the funniest moments in this movie to me, and I don't know why. Like it was hilarious. I don't know why I found it so funny, but my God, was I like this is the this is the part where I lost it. But get help. Oh yeah. So good. Oh, I loved it. And he's like, I'm not <laughs> He's like, let's do get help. He's like, I'm not doing get help. He's like, come on, it's a classic. Like it's it's our move. It's like I'm not doing get help. And I'm the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, what is this? What's what's get help? And then he gets off the elevator. It's like, yeah, he'll be like throws him at him. <laughs> Dude, it was so great. 
And Logan, he's just like, and again, Thor's like, ah, classic. <laughs> Such, that's a good one. Logan's just like, it's humiliating. You're the worst. But again, like that brotherly relationship. Because, look, I have two brothers. You have brothers. So we, we, we know, like, even in situations like that, you're kind of like, God, you're the, you know, I could imagine being on the receiving end of that. Being Loki in that situation, I was just, yeah. I would hate my brother for some shit like that. But it's like, you're still my brother, so I'm going to do it anyway. But it's just like, God, I, I fucking hate you for this. Like, you're the worst. It was so good. But yeah, dude, I, I lost it. I lost it in that moment. Anything else about Loki and Thor? No, nah, I think that pretty much covers it. All right, cool. So. Biggest, biggest, well, not biggest moment of the movie, but one of the biggest moments of the movie, it happened, bro. We talked about it. We weren't sure about it. We doubted it even, but it happened. Thor lost an eye. <laughs> yes, it happened. In the comic book, he loses both eyes, but at least he lost one. I was like, yes, he lost an eye. Did you cheer? Because I cheered. I didn't. I mean, not, I not out too. loud. I was, but inside, I, I was like, I definitely smiled yes! on Evan, which probably looked messed up. You know, somebody getting their eye cut out, and then I'm just sitting yeah. there smiling about it. I know. It was, it was cool to see. I was like legit happy because I'm like, yeah, we, like, <laughs> we can talk about Parma it. Probably was more. like, get the crow. Where's the crow at? <laughs> get him. Put, right? put him right on the Where shoulder. Where is he? <laughs> right on the shoulder. Get the little boy out here. <laughs> was, I was like, yes. I was like, he lost the fucking eye. Dude, speaking of which, so. The trailers did a really good job because that is something they kept under wraps. Even in the trailers, we see the moment where Thor gets, you know, the thunder or whatever. And he like jumps down onto the bridge. And in the trailer, he has both eyes. Right. But in that scene in the movie, he only has one. And I was like, ah, oh, look at that. They did a good job because in the trailer, he had two movies in that two, two movies. He had two eyes in that scene. I was like, oh, that they did a really good job. I was with say that. in the Infinity War trailer, all, he has both his eyes too. Yeah, which they probably they'll either they either CGI'd the mat the eye patch off of him, or they're gonna CGI it onto him. Yeah, one or the other. So I'm sure they, but yeah, they they did a good job of not spoiling that, especially considering even with the the um, Infinity War trailer. Like, I'm sure Thor was under filming and they probably had the script out already, but the fact that they took that into consideration when filming that trailer, like, that was good. Um, and then there was another moment that they changed from the trailer too. The moment where we see the Hulk and Thor, like, jump at each other in the ring, that moment's different in the movie. They took all the thunder off of him. Because in the movie he has that, and that's when he punches the shit out of, out of the Hulk, and he's he almost falls out. So I was like, oh, they did a I really good job, that one. and not spoiling a couple things. Yeah, yeah, the um, yeah, those things are pretty. The fight scenes between Hulk and Thor in the trailer are, are pretty different from the movie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's so they did a good job at least not spoiling that. All right, so he loses an eye while he. The, Here's a big climactic scene, right? We're at the end now, or toward the end, and he's fighting Hela, which I thought, I, li- I really like that action scene as well. I thought the action in, in this movie was pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. I like the I like the fight scenes. I like the one-on-one kind of battle, you know, because 
with a lot of these Marvel movies, and we kind of we we still saw it, but we're starting to see kind of like just the heroes taking on like just a drone of like unconscious beings or robots or zombies or whatever the case may be, and it's 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 getting a little a little old. So that they since that they started off with kind of like that one on one fight between them, and even the line leading up to it, like you know, Odin taught me like like um don't don't look for war but always be prepared to fight it and they kind of she kind of finished his line saying that like he taught them both the same things and they each took something different away from it i was like oh that's that's good yeah that's cool so and then the scene and this scene i don't think it was i don't think it was an intended to be humorous but i i kind of found it funny not like not like comedy funny just kind of like funny in the sense where it's like yeah, you know what? That's that's true. But when he's he's talking to Odin and Odin's like Thor's like I can't do it. I don't have my hammer anymore. And Odin's like, "Are you Thor the god of hammers?" Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> not what you are. You're the god of thunder. Like, what do you need a hammer for? The hammer was just and he tells him he's like the hammer was just to to channel your power, to learn how to control it. Like, you're not not the god of hammers. You're the god of thunder. So use your use your fucking thunder. I was like, ah, that's that's good. Oh my so god, that, that was remind a good me of the like, sparks. Oh. <laughs> the grandmaster kept announcing like, the yeah. sparks, not to transition back, but dude, that kept making me laugh too. Oh, it, did it? <laughs> Call <laughs> him Sparkles, Lord of yeah. Thunder. So let me let me. I was like, ah, okay. Let me ask you this. So I was always kind of wondering throughout the movie what route they were going to go with this right were they going to go he was going to be able to channel his thunder or were they going to go more the comic book route and now he was going to get the Odin force power so like when you kind of see him like beginning to glow did you for a second at all think that that might be the Odin or the whole time you were like yeah that's just the thunder I did think it was the Odin force and I, I still kind of think that I think they didn't I don't think they necessarily refer to it as that because I can't, it's been a long time since I've seen the original Thor, but I can't remember them ever referring to Odin's power as the Odin force. Do you? No, but I haven't, I also haven't seen that movie in forever. Uh, they talk about the Odin sleep, obviously. No, so I, no, I still kind of sure think do. it's, they mention it. You don't see it, but I'm pretty sure they, they mention it. They probably do. Like I said, it's been a long time. Um, so I still kind of, I still kind of think that it is. I don't think they ever referred to it as that, but I still like to think that that is like him using the Odin Force basically to control the thunder. I think that the hammer was because in this incarnation, the hammer was enchanted by Odin himself, right? So it kind of makes me think that. Odin put some of the Odin force into the hammer and then when it was destroyed like and that's why he tells him like that was a way to control your powers and that's maybe just kind of like the power that Thor was given I don't know I don't know I'm just reaching (laughs) I'm just trying to create extra stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be there but yeah I don't know I liked it though either way yeah when he like jumps out and he like spins around and he's like just 
zapping everybody. I was like, that was a good fight scene. The action scene, like I said, I like the action in this movie a lot. I like when the Hulk fights that giant wolf. What did you think when Bruce Banner jumped out of the plane and then just hit the bridge? Um, I feel like that's overdone. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. I, I, I did feel that. I way mean, they too. have that epic scene now, in the the first Avengers where, um, I think it's the Captain America. I'm gonna say it wrong, but he's like, "That's the thing, Cap. I'm always angry," I'm and always he just angry. changes the Hulk. So that makes me yeah. feel like he could just on cue change to the Hulk. He doesn't need to jump out of planes anymore. True. Now, okay, so to 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 drama this up a little bit, I'm gonna hit you with something. Now, to be honest, this isn't this isn't my original idea. It's just something I've I've seen in some of the reviews that I've watched and listened to, right? So, Bruce Banner mentions earlier that it it felt as though the Hulk was completely in control, right? That he had just locked him in the trunk, and he mentions that. If he turns back into the Hulk, there's a very likely chance that Bruce Banner won't come back. Right. right. So when Bruce jumps off that bridge and he lands when he or when he jumps out of the plane and just lands on the bridge, they show a camera shot of him and they even show like the dog like nosing him. And I mean, he looks dead, if I'm honest. Right. I mean, an actual like he wouldn't have survived that jump. It just wouldn't have happened. Now they didn't. They didn't pitch it in that way that he was dead. They kind of pitched it in a way that he just was knocked out. But he probably would have died from that impact. And we've seen in the past that, you know, he mentioned before that he he tried to kill himself once, and he put a bullet in his head, and he turned into the Hulk, and then the Hulk spit it out. So it's kind of like the Hulk stops him from killing himself. So my, or the thinking behind it was when he hits that bridge, Bruce Banner himself is about to die and the Hulk takes over. So that was in a sense, the Hulk completely taking over for good. And we're not going to see Bruce Banner again. Now I know we are, but like I said, to add a little (laughs) drama to that, that was something I came across and I thought it was an interesting, an interesting thought. I was like, oh, okay. That's, hmm. That's pretty deep out of a scene that was meant to be very funny. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's cool. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I don't I don't think it's really the way it's going to be, but it's, it's a cool idea. Yeah, definitely. But so here I feel like this is where we should talk about the humor of the movie. I think it's, it's a good, good segue into it. Do you feel like it was too yes. much? Yeah, me too. I do feel like it was a little too much. There was, too, I feel like there was too much humor and not enough heart to it, because I feel like the moments where they tried to make it kind of like emotionally impactful, it was immediately undercut by a joke, and it's just like we couldn't even let that moment settle. Either that, or it was just rushed through, right? So we talked about like Odin's death, like that could have been an impactful moment, but it was rushed right through. Right. And then we see you know, Asgard about to get destroyed or getting destroyed. And Korg's like, like his, his initial line could have been like his first, like serious line of the movie. Like that could have had some good impact because we, we see so far that he's just a a jokester, 
right? So if he said that, that could have had a little more impact to it because he says like, you know, we could rebuild. The foundations are still strong. Like we can, we can rebuild it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that could have been a good sentiment. Like this guy who we've seen joke the entire time does have some, you know, real like heart to him. Right. And then he's like, oh, nope, foundations are gone. Never mind. I'm just like, dude, a whole like planet was literally just destroyed. Like Thor spent, grew up there. Like that was his home. You yeah. know what I mean? And I know they do the whole thing where it's like Asgard is not a place, it's a people, whatever. But still, all of Thor's memories are at that place. That was his home. That's where he grew up. Even Loki's, all his memories are there as well. And then we see it just completely destroyed. Not only that, but all the people that were killed by Hela. By the way, the Warriors 3, which were in the movie for like all of 10 seconds. They are immediately (laughs) murdered. Yeah, immediately murdered. I'm like, okay, that's sure. Why not? Like, why would they... (laughs) I don't know. If I was an act, I would have. I would have been kind of mad just to show yeah. up for that. You know what I mean? Like, like they actually had roles in the previous movies, and like this one, it's just like, so we're just here to be stabbed. Like that's it. Their bodies are still there, but now they're completely gone. Yeah. So like they can't even have like a you know they can't even like, I don't know what they do on Asgard. Oh, they do the whole Viking tribute where they like put them on a boat and burn the boat or whatever. And like send it off into space and so, or off the edge. Yeah. So it's just I was just like ah was like the Yeah, I So yeah, I think I think the humor was a, a little too much. Like it it did get to the point where it's like like don't get me wrong. It was a funny ass movie. And some of the humor was really really good, really well timed. I liked a lot of it. But there were times where I'm like, I think it was too much. And like I said, so again, the first time I saw the movie, I completely was like, man, it was too much humor. And I told myself, I'm like, I need to go see it again. Like, I know I do. And the second time, I did enjoy it more. But I still feel like there was a little too much humor. Yeah, 100% I agree. Yeah. So overall, what what, what would you say? So let's rate it... uh out of five Thor hammers. That sound good? Out of five, mo- five Mjolnir's. Mjolnir's? Yeah, sure. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it four. You give it four? I think I'm, I'm going to give it like... Three and a half. All right. I got... Yeah. I mean, it would have gotten I liked a it. five. I didn't love it. it. If they cut back the humor a little bit, maybe made some characters a little bit more serious, I think it could have gotten a five. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I liked I it. I yeah, didn't love it. I couldn't I tell it was... you it was a perfect movie. Like it wasn't. No. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't great. So, uh, and then real quick, so first after credit scene, I know you stay for after yep. the credits, right? All right, because I was about to say you better head. That ship was Thanos's. Yeah, you knew that, right? I mean, that was that was super clear. Yeah, (laughs) pretty pretty obvious. That's Thanos. Before we get into that, real quick, what do you think about the fact that all the Asgardians are going to go to Earth? It does. It happens in the comic books, except Asgard is instead of just like floating off in a a 
portion of space, it like now hovers over the earth. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, go on. Over Oklahoma, actually. <laughs> so there's a little nod. So if if in the Avengers movie we see that Asgard is now in Oklahoma, that's why. Okay. All right. But I think they're probably just going to build it in that field yeah, that Odin uh-huh. died in. That's probably where it's going to be. Yeah. So there, there's not a lot of Asgardians left. Like, that ship was not big at oh, all. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I mean, it was a decent-sized ship. But there was, like, maybe 2,000 people on that ship, if that. Yeah. So I was like, man, that, that kind of sucks. Um, but, yeah, so that was Thanos' ship, which makes me believe, like, so... We talked about the Avengers Infinity War trailer, and we know that it starts off with Thor smacking to onto the windshield of the Milano, which is um, Star Lord ship. So maybe that's what happens, right? Maybe something unfolds, and they end up in some kind of battle, or maybe Thanos destro- destroys this ship, or maybe Thor gets out to fight so that the rest of them can escape, and that's how he ends up in that predicament. Yeah. Yeah, that's all possible. I hope they don't go and, like, Thanos just kills the rest of the Asgardians because that would be such a, like, letdown to, like, this movie we just saw. Like, that w- hey, they that made would it, like, suck. ten more minutes and then. Yeah. That would definitely suck. I'll, yeah, I'd be like, geez, that's that's pretty bad. So close call, close call. Who's going to really win in this fight? All right. <laughs> So we went back and forth on this. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about real quick for our close call for this episode. Who we feel like would have really won in that battle, the Hulk or Thor? Because there's a there's a pretty funny scene of the Hulk or Thor telling Bruce Banner like, "Oh, I won easily," and Bruce Banner going. Even as Bruce Banner, he's just like, "That doesn't even, that doesn't even sound right. What are you talking about?" So I thought that was really good. So. Are we doing these versions of that character? Right? No. No. We're going to do who would really oh. win. So we're going to do the strongest version, oh. just like our versus episode, the strongest version of each character. And they have to be, you know, their their normal selves, right? So as we said, like, if it was Batman and Batman doesn't kill, Batman's not going to kill in this scenario. So right. we have to stay true to it. Now we're doing this without the research that we did before. So we got to bear with each other here. You know the thing is, Thor doesn't really mind killing people. I don't feel like Hulk does either, so that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not like I can't I can't think of any moment where Thor like had a reservation about like killing someone. You know what I mean? Maybe like a human, but like fighting like another warrior. I feel like he he never really hesitated to kill. Right. Him. I think like, it's it's considered you're a warrior. Yeah. You'll die a yeah, warrior's death. I was going to say death. an honorable yeah. death. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I guess... So, the strong, hands down, the strongest version of the Hulk is World Breaker Hulk, which is the Hulk that came back Planet after Hulk. the events of Planet Hulk came back to Earth to just fuck everybody up. That's hands down the strongest he's ever been because it's the maddest he's ever been. He was real hangry. All right. All right. So the 
So that's the strongest version of Thor is when he gets the Odin Force, then, right? Yeah, which would be older Thor, right? Like King Thor, not not Prince Thor. King Thor would be his strongest form. But at the same time, no, he's definitely stronger. He's just and he's wiser as well. But sometimes that his wisdom is like a weakness. He'll kind of give up. He's like, I can't, I can only do so much. So I'm just not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try to do it. I don't know. So King Hulk or King Hulk, Worldbreaker Hulk versus King Thor. Right. That is a tough. tough one. I'm gonna argue for Hulk. You argue for Thor. I'll do my best there. All right. So Thor. All right. So Thor has the Odin Force when he's King Thor. He has the Odin Force. Um, he still has Mjolnir in in certain versions he still has Mjolnir um, which is arguably even stronger now because he's he's King Thor he's actually pretty like kind of bigger as well just like physically like larger you know what I mean like more muscular just kind of broader like young Thor is kind of like he's very muscular but he's like more cut muscular like King Thor is like just just the behemoth of a of a being, but yeah, I mean, so now King, what makes him so dangerous is that he's he's Thor at his peak of power and control of his power, but now he has the wisdom of his father, of a king, right? So he's not just some reckless let I shall have words with the kind of Thor where he's just rushing in the battle, not thinking about the consequences or thinking about who he's going up against. He, he doesn't underestimate his opponents anymore. He's just, he doesn't, he doesn't fight just because he enjoys it. Like he fights because he needs to protect his, his kingdom. He needs to protect Asgard. So he has that wisdom now. So this version of Thor fighting the Hulk would be completely different from younger Thor fighting the Hulk. Do you think the fact that he's going to think this battle out is going to be an advantage or a disadvantage just because you're going to get a, this insane, crazy beast and he's going to rush you. He's not going to give you much time to think. Plus he's, well, he's here's the thing too. Worldbreaker Hulk was, was fairly intelligent. Like he, like, like I was saying earlier, like he's like a seasoned warrior at this point. Now, does he have the the battle history of of King Thor? No. Does he quite have the wisdom of King Thor? No. But this Hulk was a king himself. You know, he was like overseeing, he was in charge of planet Sakaar at some point. So you're kind of looking at like a leader versus a leader, a king versus a king. Again, Thor's gonna have much more experience and wisdom than that Hulk, but they both do have some type of leadership wisdom, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of going back and forth between because it would it would be an amazing fight. Like it'd be a really, really good fight. And I think, I think Thor could put the Hulk down for a little while. I don't know if he could put him down permanently, but he might be able to hit him hard enough where he reverts back to Bruce Banner, kind of like what happened in in World War Hulk. 
So in that case, you're gonna give it to Thor. If he hits him hard enough where he can make that happen, I think Thor would be wise enough to realize he'd probably have to kill Bruce Banner while he's in that form because he's not gonna be able to kill the Hulk. Either that, or he's gonna have to like lock him up or banish him to like another realm or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only argument I could put on the Hulk is the fact that he's gonna be so angry that his you know his strength is gonna be like insane, right? And then, I mean, this is the comic book where he actually like damn near separates the world, right, by like stepping. Or is that a different comic? I mean, yeah. So I mean, yeah. No, that's it. That's why they call him World Breaker Hulk because he he's he literally stomped and like split New York right. so, I in mean, half. And if he if he kept going, he probably could have like put a crack. So that's what you gotta deal with. So, I mean, this yeah. dude's gonna be rushing you and punching you in the face with that amount of strength. Um. So I mean, can can Thor handle those hits? I mean, that's the only argument that I can make. But I'll be honest with you, I kind of I don't know if I know enough about the peak power of the the Thor force or the Odin force that Thor has that really understand like how he's going to be able to beat him down because I don't think Thor has the strength to match the Hulk so I don't know if it could be like a punching battle and he could take down the Hulk that way well he's always like their strength levels have always kind of been on par but again Hulk has never fought Thor that angrily I don't know I mean man. really in, in basic fights yes I think he's a couple yeah, of notches below. But that's what I'm saying. Only when Hulk gets angry enough, right? So Worldbreaker Hulk, yes, he his strength is gonna be a couple notches above Prince Thor. But King Thor, again, is a different story. Like he's a lot stronger than what he was as a prince. Alright. So we're gonna give it to Thor. I could argue how Thor could win the fight, yes. Whether or not he win for sure, I, I don't know. But I could I could see it be going in his direction. <laughs> On the flip side, I could also see the Hulk just beating the living shit out of him, and just not letting up until Thor literally couldn't move. I'm gonna need you to give me a definite answer. <laughs> Who's winning? All right, I'm gonna give it to Thor. Give it to Thor. Give it to King Thor. All right, I'll take it. I think King Thor is gonna win too. Um. Real quick, comic book plug, right? So, the the book that I've kind of referenced a couple times here is the one of the later Thor stories. It's the Mighty Thor. I want to say it's issue like one through six. You can buy it as a collection, but the collection is called The God Butcher. And we see uh, past Thor, present Thor, and future Thor, King Thor, with a missing eye and a missing arm with the Odin force. It, it's a really it's a really good Thor story if you wanna if you wanna get 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 a Thor fix. That's a really good story to to read, I think. And you don't really need to know much about Thor previous to this. Like this is kind of like a story you could just jump into not knowing much about the character besides what you've seen in the movies and be able to keep up. So check it out. Anyway, Sean, where can they reach us? Closecallspod at gmail.com. Sorry, I was drinking water. But yeah, closecallspod <laughs> at G. Look, podcasting makes you very, makes one very parched. Okay. It's important to stay hydrated.
<laughs> Closecallspod at gmail.com. <laughs> you can email in to us. So then in that awkward moment of silence where I where I drink some water, Sean could be reading, reading an email from one of you guys. And then that'd give me enough time yeah. to drink I would love my to water. Hear people's, and people's thoughts too on who would win Hulk or Thor. Definitely. If people want to respond in. I would totally love. Maybe we'll take like a poll. We can get some, get a few responses, and we can we can say the answer in one of our future episodes. For sure, for sure. And even if you're listening to this for the first time, and the episode was posted a year ago, it's okay. You can still email in about it, and just be like, "Hey, remember this episode? You talked about this from last year. Well, I'm emailing you about it now. That's totally fine. So you know, don't be afraid." those get those fingers and type it all right but i think that's the show all right anything else how's that cool all right that's the show everybody talk to you next week bye